week on Erotic Awakening, it's a mystery. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. .com You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn as well as Kinkstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend that you stop listening right about now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today's podcast is going to be a mystery to you because I found things to talk about. <laughs> nice. You don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. And we're going to start off with the question of the day. Are okay. you ready? Sure. If there's one thing you could teach a novice about choosing or identifying a BDSM role for themselves, what would it be? A BDSM role for themselves? Yeah. Wow. I guess it's just listen to your heart. So it's advice on finding out which role? It's listen to your heart and don't necessarily listen to what other people have to say or what the current fad is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, depending on the time of year or, the, or, or whatever, sometimes being a slave is in or being a submissive is in or being a dominant is in or a switch or something like that. Listen to your heart. Don't feel like you have to belong to a certain role. So it's, it's kind of neat because I can remember sitting off on the edge of the switch round table when we had it at the room because my desk was in the same room as the meeting, right? So I would like put in my headphones or whatever because I'm, I'm not a switch. So I didn't feel like I, I didn't want to feel like I was butting in on, on their meeting. But every once in a while they would ask me a question. And because I had an answer, they wanted to tell me that because I service top, that I was a switch. Mm-hmm. And my heart tells me, no, I'm not a switch. I'm a slave. So, you know, I may service top. I may ritual top. I may do things like that. But my heart doesn't scream switch. So I'm not. So listen to your heart. Fair enough. The important thing I think I would teach people is that there are no right or wrong roles. Hmm. That, uh, and nothing is written in stone. You might think today that you're submissive and then a couple of weeks go by and realize actually you're dominant and then a couple more weeks go by and realize you're a switch or some other way to do that. Uh, they're not written in stone. So explore and see what fits. And don't start off with, if, you know, if you're undecided, kinkster. Say, I'm a kinkster. Yeah, you know? that's not a bad idea. So, And maybe you know that you're... And, and yeah, so remember these roles don't have to all fit together, right? So you could be a sadist slave. Mm -hmm. You could be a masochist dominant. Sure. Right? Doesn't look like they fit together, but we know people that do this. Um, You could be a primal whatever. So, you know, mix and match and see what works for you. The uh, only other thing I would add to that is that the labels themselves sometimes can be a trap. Mm-hmm. So don't live to anyone else's label. Ooh, you know, good. if somebody says, oh, you're submissive, therefore you should be, or I guess that you enjoy a lot of, oh, and here's a great example. If you're a submissive, you're supposed to like pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, if yeah. you're a, um, a master, you're supposed to like, not like getting your own cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't let those labels become the determination of who you are. And the only other thing is nobody gets to determine what the label is for you. Exactly. Unless, Unless I am your mentor. 
Ooh. In which case, I will um, prevent you from using one label and or another, or for mm -hmm. that matter, if I'm your owner. And this, in this case, I mean me personally. Right. If I, Dan, am your owner, then you are not a slave until I say you're a slave. If I'm your mentor, you're not a master until I tell you you're a master. But that's because you and I go somewhat off of the FetLife track in that we think that these things have to be earned. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So good answer. Good answer. I like that question. It makes me think a little bit. Well, that was pretty good off of a question I just put out of my ass. <laughs> and actually, I put it out of FetLife's ass. So there you go. Um, so today on the podcast, we're going to, well, we did the question of the day already, and I have a, um, coming up, I have some questions about the core of a slave, speaking of slaves, and we'll get there Ooh. in just a moment. Okay. Uh, we do want to thank the, uh, people that joined our podcast newsletter lately, finding out all the kinds of things that Dan and Don are up to as we go around the nation. Uh, our next trip in will be... Oh, gosh, I don't think our next trip is I think we have a little bit Dallas. of a month. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we have a little bit of a break. We have a month break uh, trip-wise. Right. Uh, Dallas in June uh, 17th, where we're presenting at Bridging the Slash. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get down to the southern tip of the United States to make it to Dallas, perhaps you're in more the northern piece of Northern America, and you'll see us the following week in Windsor at the Poly Picnic and Play Party. That is a brand new event happening up in Windsor, Ontario. Could you imagine if we had this booking? One weekend we're in Dallas, the next weekend we're in Windsor, but we are back in horse and buggy days. Oh my gosh, it would take forever. That would be we one heck of a, a week apart. rushed traveling trip. As it right is, there. we're leaving Friday night for Dallas and then getting back Sunday night, because usually we leave Thursday mm -hmm. night. But So Friday night to Sunday night. We'll turn around, do laundry, and then leave for Windsor like Saturday morning because right. we can drive there and then staying overnight. So, And that's going to be pretty neat because Dallas is going to be um, power exchange mm -hmm. and then Windsor is going to be poly. And mm -hmm. we're actually taking some of our poly pod with us and mm -hmm. meeting up with other people that we know there. I think Ruby Tuesdays go in and a oh, few fantastic. other people that we know. So that'll be pretty neat. I actually had somebody from FetLife write me and say, oh, it's going to be good to see you. Nice. Um, and I'm not exactly sure where I know them from, to be honest. I'm but. betting we know them from Toronto. Uh, so from the teas, teas or Teapock. Yes, or, absolutely. Yeah, something like that. So, oh, and speaking of Teapock, I spoke to a Crazy Heart mm -hmm. yesterday, and he said the weekend went fabulous. So I haven't asked him about his new... Um, hmm, his new um, exploration. exploration. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I haven't asked him about yes. that yet. So I have no, no, no answers for you on that. But, you can uh, find out more about what that exploration is on the People of Kink podcast, mm -hmm. which you can find at thepeopleofkink.com, or you can just head over to the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network.com, the longest domain name in <laughs> podcast history. I totally derailed myself from earlier, uh -oh. where I said um, that the new subscribers to the newsletter could oh, find out where right. we're going to be. And so, I didn't even mention who they were. So, well, we have Bambi from the UK. Ebo from right here in Columbus, Ohio. Daddy C and Little J from the UK as well. We should absolutely be presenting in the UK at some point. We have a lot Wouldn't of that be listeners. Awesome. The UK or the Netherlands or Australia or. S absolutely. Speaking of the uh, other foreign stuff, our foreign correspondent, Queen. Send some video from the Holland. Oh, wasn't that awesome? My version of it was upside down, though. I couldn't figure out how to flip it right side up. 
I think that's because, oh, it's because Holland's on the other side of the globe. Oh, that. No, mine was fine. I have no clue why yours was <laughs> upside down. Mine was upside down. But it was, it was really neat that our, uh, our foreign correspondent did a uh, woman on the street interview. Although no actual interview, but instead no. a woman interviewed herself and uh, something to do with chicken pox. I'm not quite sure if that's a Holland delight. No, I kind of doubt it. it. No, I don't think so. It is either. <laughs> but, it, but she showed the um, bikes in the background to the bike riders. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. So they were on their way to work and they ride bikes. You can do that in some cities in the United States, but it is not, uh, it is fairly rare. Yeah. Although there, now there's an enthusiastic uh, bicycling group here in Columbus, Ohio, but I am not a... I'm not I'm an a, enthusiastic high street bicycle rider. No, no. <laughs> it's too dangerous for me. That would, uh, the 270 highway at Getting my bicycle up to 65 miles an hour. Right, right, yeah. It's probably not going to happen, yeah. so. Uh, you could do a variety of things to support the podcast. One of them is simply rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, tell your friends. Don, I was listening to an old podcast. Um, it was like episode 200-something. I don't remember which episode it was. Uh -huh. uh, but apparently, I we always used to do this. Did you know, we, do you remember that we used to say... What a bargain. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that I used to do, <laughs> which I'm going to start doing again, is the, uh, you may not believe this, but the um, Tentacles in a Cup Club podcast has more <laughs> ratings than we do. So you need to go rate us. And uh, that would be a great idea. Where do they rate us at? Good old iTunes. Um <laughs> Exactly. So that's kind of funny because that cup of tentacles is yes. above my head on my bookshelf in my office. So it is full of finger tentacles and pen tentacles that people have given me. And it's the penguin tentacle cup that someone from um, Canada gave me at PXS. They brought it down. We are we are currently sitting in your office yes, in indeed. the space. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a blue tentacle octopus guy hanging out back there. There's a purple one too by the Mr. Malaprop. See? Oh, he's all hidden Boink. inside of his... Oh. <laughs> and all kinds of good stuff um, related to that. So there you go. So, Don, our um, topic-wise, I wanted to ask you about this. Recently, somebody wrote The Core of a Slave. I said, what do you, what do you think a slave is about anyway? And they wrote this thing called The Core of a Slave. I'm going to ask you about a few things they've identified as Core of a Slave. Okay. And you tell me if you believe... Uh, you can put me on the spot. Absolutely. Um well, now, obviously, some of them, some of them, I think that we would just nod our head and say, that makes sense. For example, giving up power and control. Yes. Is that part of the core of a slave? Absolutely. I yeah. believe that's, that's core of a slave. And another word for that is surrender. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What about um, a focus on growth? Not everybody's going to believe that, but me personally, I do. I mean, I, I like power exchange feeds me. So why not use it as a tool for growth, mm -hmm. right? So it's not the only thing that it is, but but why not? It's so powerful. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I actually agree with that. One of the reasons why I am fairly hesitant to just pick up a slave just because they tell me they want me to be their master mm -hmm. is because I take a lot. It takes a lot of, for me, the way that I master a slave takes a lot of time and energy Right. And the reason it takes energy and, and mental energy as well as just swinging a flogger energy 
is because I do believe that there should be, if you're going to have a slave, one of the things that I see a master as somebody that grows a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost said that they're kind of a gardener, but yeah, I, I remember you saying that before that the, to water your slave, they're, they're kind of like a garden. Yeah. Like flowers in a garden. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I think that being part of being a slave is that opportunity for someone to help grow you and lead you and, and end up creating a better, stronger, uh, more complete person than they were before they became your slave. Well, I have a question for you then. Do you ever think that growth stops? Do you ever think somebody grows to the fullness of their potential? Does that make sense? So yeah, it does. That's an interesting question. I mean, we know people, we know those that have been in your collar that have grown to a certain point and feel like they want to move on and do something mm-hmm. else or right. whatever. So, you know, they, they ask to be released. But, um... I don't know. I, I feel that... No, you know, philosophically, I want to say nobody ever reaches their full potential. That mm-hmm. as long as you have a desire to grow, and as long as you're breathing, you continue to grow, and you can keep growing. And I certainly uh, believe that that's true. From a slave perspective, you've been around for since three two thousand one in my collar, mm-hmm. and uh, whenever I, I don't think that you're done growing. I don't think that I push or focus on it as much as. I would with a newer slave, but part of that is because I've turned over a lot of responsibility of growth to you to drive your own. Right. Uh, I think earlier today I gave you a little bit of a reminder, a little bit of a poke. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that on occasion that bringing in a a new slave is a great opportunity for an existing slave to get some new growth. Because then you've got to take, oh, I'm very comfortable being the alpha slave and everything's all working out and everything. And masters loves me and I know exactly how to take care of him. And then you bring in a new slave and it makes you uh, not only re-examine all that, but also to take what you've learned and transfer it to another person. Right. And sometimes the best way to learn something is to teach somebody else. Absolutely. Which is one of the reasons we started doing the presenting thing, right? Right. One of the reasons that we keep um, presenting locally. Right. You know, we don't really get great benefit out of presenting locally, except for a it benefits the people that we're teaching. But it also mm-hmm. benefits us in that it makes you reexamine what it is that you're teaching and saying, oh, well, geez, why do we teach that? Absolutely. Um, OK, very good. And by the way, side note, sitting in your office here at the space, it's very challenging. You have this selection of books behind you <laughs> that I want to talk about, like Sexy Witch, Urban Tantra. Um, I like my books. Yes. The Vampire Ritual book. Yes, as well as, so it's really fun that that you have um, Don Juan's sexual energy next to um, the Buddhism book, and (laughs) it's just quite the mix. Stranger in a Strange Land down there, too. And all kinds, The Slave by Laura Antonou, and yeah, I got all kinds of stuff up here. So uh, I do have some other stuff to talk to you about from the core of a slave, but first I do want to... Uh, hit this button and take it over to Erotic Wickening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the original designer, Glow in the Dark and Light of Canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. 
And it's more than just canes. Check out the brand new KJCanes.com for a great selection of hand-poured low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off of orders of 25 ducks or more with discount code DND16. Head over to KJCanes.com. Support the podcast. Spend some money. There you go. There you go. I, I do have a question before we get back to the core of a slave about mm-hmm. this uh, tentacle link that you have listed here. You only have one tentacle link. I do, but that's because I haven't been keeping up. So I need to go back through my Fet Life and uh-huh. put some more names on there. But um, Eddie19Dean actually sent me a link to um, the Quick Erotica podcast by Rose Caraway. Kiss me quick. Kiss me quick. Yes. Oh, I missed that. Sorry, that's because you're messing with the notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, so the Kiss Me Quick Erotica podcast by Rose Caraway. Didn't we um, interview her? We did, we point? did. So, and it may even have been about this story, but he sent me the link to it. And I'm going to have to put her back on my podcast, <laughs> my podcast app, so I can listen to it again. But um, I, you I'm know, looking forward to that. Uh, we absolutely did um, interview... Rose. Rose on our, our podcast, and I cannot uh, find it on the old podcast uh, engine, searching engine, but, um, boy, I, I must, obviously it was about to kiss me quick. It's so funny that, you know, when we think about, gee, why can't you guys remember all the podcasts you've done? Uh, we've been doing this since the old 2009. Uh, it's been, yeah, yeah, it's seven years at this point, so a little over seven years. So it's hard to remember. It's ha! actually on my goal list to listen to all of them. But well, start off by <laughs> listening to episode 338. 338? Called, yes, that was The Sexy Librarian. That was where we did talk to Rose Caraway, The Sexy Librarian from the Kiss Me Quick podcast. That was back on the June, or I'm sorry, November 2014. Not that long ago. Not that long ago, a year and a half ago. So, all right. Well, I wrote that down because I want to listen to that one again, and I want to listen to to her podcast. So, that's just awesome. All right. So, the next core of a slave. Yes, sir. Uh, service. So here's really interesting. Service to master. Service to master mm-hmm. is a core. Would you say that's a core cop, core aspect of being a slave? I would say yes, but not everybody would agree with me. I am I'm stunned by your hesitation on that. That seems so straightforward. It seems so for obvious. For me, for me, it is very obvious. I mean, that is absolutely. But then I start thinking of other people and service isn't their thing. Service to you is one of my love languages. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense to me that that's a core, a core for a slave. But we know people that service doesn't come into play with how they do master-slave at all. Obedience does, but service doesn't. How do you define the difference between obedience and service? Service, I like to get your coffee. I like to do your clothes. I like to do your gym bag. I like to do your lunch. All of that is service. You haven't demanded that I do any of that so that I would be obedient to it. Hmm. Okay. It's been a suggestion on my part of, would you like for me to? And I don't know that you've ever commanded that I make your lunch in the morning. Hmm. 
I think uh, that this particular thing is true. I think I... Oh, sure, but I do do that, I, I would suggest. Yeah. Um, my vitamins. Your vitamins. Yeah. Yes, get, sir. Make, get my vitamins every morning. Prep my vitamins for yes, me every sir. morning. Make my coffee every morning, right? Yes, sir. So those are s- services? Those are, those are services, but also obedience, because you're giving a command. Hmm. Okay. In my head, anyway. So no, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of a specific couple that I just talked to half of last night or Sunday. Maybe it was Sunday. could even have been Saturday. And um, knowing what their dynamic is like, like service doesn't come into it. He doesn't okay. ex- really expect her to do anything for him except obey, obey when... if he gives an order. Would you say that that is a f- growth-based relationship? And maybe no. that's what the difference is. No. Now, it's yeah. not to suggest that one's better or worse than the other, but... Right, right. That's why I hesitate sometimes cause I ha- with the answers, because I have a couple of examples where they consider themselves master and slave, and I'm not the person to judge whether they are or not. And um, But it's not based on the same stuff that ours is. Mm-hmm. So, what else do you have? Uh, we'll do one more. Okay. Do... What about... So, one of the things that this person listed... Mm-hmm. Was, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do one easy one. The fulfillment I get from pleasing. I think that's a huge core. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what drives many of us to be slaves, is that we like to please. Yes. And I, I gives... totally agree. And, I, and as a uh, skilled master, I take advantage of that. Yes. What about, the, one of the things they listed was their traditions. Traditions? That's what I'm just reading from this little piece of paper. It says the traditions. The traditions. Tradition. <laughs> of being a slave? Yes. I don't know that there are any traditions. There's leather traditions, mm-hmm. but I don't know that there's... I That doesn't... No, I don't know that I agree with that. We didn't even know there was traditions when we first started this. And yet we were still master and slave. So I don't think that was core of me at all. I love leather traditions, but I don't think that's the core Mm-hmm. Piece of being a slave. And, I, uh, you know, it's really, I guess it depends on how the person uses that particular term, mm-hmm. what they mean by it. Um, and I t- kind of almost commute it into community. Mm-hmm. Being part of, eh, that's, that's a tricky one. I don't yeah. particularly... Although I certainly have traditions within my house. Right. But when we first started and when I was, you first considered me slave, mm-hmm. we didn't know of any traditions. No, no, that's true. No, I agree with that, but we do have traditions in my house. In our we do in now. The house now. We, we have do traditions. now. Yes. Yes. But do I see that as a core of being a slave? I don't know. Yeah. I think I see that as icing. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I, like I said, I love the traditions. I, you know, but I, I just don't know that that's core. Okay. I'm fine with that. For some people, it very well could be though. Well, that's it for tonight then. Uh, a fairly shorter podcast, but um, it is actually fairly late at night and it's time to go home and go it to bed. It is. And I just finished the run book for PXS. So I got to go proof it and get it to the printer tomorrow. And PXS is almost here. 
So there's a lot. Cl- of, oh, it's a, it's really uh, it's a week and a half, I think. Yeah, I think um, as you are listening to this web uh, episode, you may be past the point where you can even buy tickets anymore. I know that we're uh, a fart away from being sold out. Like a, and only um, like a day or two before we turn it off. Yep, there is only a day or two before we turn it off. So. Uh, you know what? You could head over there and get a last call ticket if you're uh, dying to do that. Now would be the chance to go do it. Otherwise, you're going to miss all kinds of cool stuff that we have planned for this year. I just finished all the blankety-blank questions. Did you? Awesome. Yes. And our costumes just came in for the sci-fi casino. And Goddesses put in. Heather's putting the finishing touches on it. And it's just we just got our last uh, casino dealer all lined mm-hmm. up. And, I mean, everything's just coming together. And we have such a fabulous staff this year. So it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.